there. Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and this is a podcast of the Women of the Word Ministry of Christ the Word Church. And it's so good to have you back again for this episode in the middle of season four. Hey, just a couple things before we jump into our podcast episode today. I just want to remind you to head over to your favorite podcast directory and subscribe to our podcast. It really helps us out. You can also send me a personal email if you'd like to about things you love about the episodes, specific episodes that blessed you, or maybe something you want to hear about on the Unshaken podcast. So that email is always in our show notes and it's Unshaken Psalm. 622 at gmail.com and I would love to hear from you. Today is going to be a great episode because we're going to talk about a topic that is super duper important to a Christian. I mean, it's probably a topic that we could spend an entire season talking about and actually never cover everything. And there's been thousands of books written on this topic and there are still written every year more and more. And I'm not sure anyone says they do this perfectly or even that they do it well, actually, which is really funny. The topic we're going to talk about today is prayer. It is an important spiritual discipline or a response to the fact that Christ has given us forgiveness by shedding his blood on the cross. It is actually our spiritual duty to pray. It's something God calls us to do, and there is a lot of different direction we could go with this episode, so I just want to give you a heads up what we're going to talk about today, and I have a great guest to introduce. So we're going to talk about what prayer is, why prayer is important, and then we're going to actually talk for quite a while about the practical side of how, when, and you know what to do with our prayers. So I invited a woman on who has some good focus on prayer. I'm not going to tell you that she's perfect at it. I'm pretty sure she'll tell you the same thing. Um, I would say probably neither one of us are perfect at it. She organizes and runs our prayer ministry at Christ the Word Church called Without Ceasing, which is a really good name. Uh, So I want to welcome Jeanette Cornwell. Thank you, Julie. I am so glad that you're with us today. Do you do you love to pray? Are you super good at this? <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I'm super good at it. I think one of the reasons that um, God gave me this uh, ministry of running the without yeah. ceasing for the past two years. Uh, was because he's been trying to get me to grow at yes. prayer uh, for a long time. Yeah, I think that is so true. I think that when we have trials in our life, I always think. God wants me to pray more because that's when I want to pray (laughs) more, right? Yes. Um, Okay. So, you know, usually we jump into the podcast, but before we do, we always kind of do a little like housekeeping. Tell me a little bit about yourself. So uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about me, (laughs) about yourself, your family, your hobbies, Mm -hmm. all those good things. Uh, Well, um, I'm married to Parker Cornwell, who... uh, who this year got his um, ordination exam and graduated from our church's pastor's college. Um, So he works at the church, um, and I get to stay home with our four going on five kids. Um, And right now we have bookends. We have a girl, and we we found out uh, that we are... Our youngest is also a girl. Yay! So we're excited about that. I love that. Yeah. You never know if those bookends are going to stay there, though. <laughs> yes. You might have a whole nother shelf someday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we might. All right. Do you have any hobbies? Uh, my favorite hobby is photography. Um, I'm learning to make housekeeping my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. Working on that. Yeah. Actually, that's super funny. I love the way you said that because... That's a positive way to say, this is, these are chores and I'm going to make it a hobby, right? I remember one time, um, I, 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 my worst chore of all was cleaning my bathroom. I just hated it when I, especially mm-hmm. when I was a brand new mom, brand new wife, I should say. And I hated cleaning the bathroom until I heard someone say, just time yourself. And so I did, and it took me like 15 minutes to clean my bathroom. And I was like, 
wow, that really wasn't that much time. But I think my complaining <laughs> mm-hmm. and my irritation about it before, mm-hmm. it really actually probably was three hours before I'd get to the bathroom to clean it that yeah. I spent. So, I mean, hey, a lot look of at the times, positive, right? The dreading something takes longer yeah, than actually sure. doing it. All right. So Jeanette, I guess the first thing that I want to ask you about is this without ceasing ministry that you run at Christ the Word. Tell me a little bit about what that ministry is and what it does. You know, we might have women who are involved in prayer ministries at their church, or maybe they would like to start a prayer ministry. And so I think it's good to get some ideas from others. And that's just a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the biggest thing that we do is a weekly email that encourages the women to pray um, with a church prayer list, which I would keep updated. I don't, I've just passed on the leading of this ministry, Um, but I've been doing that for the past two years. Um, And so I would try to keep that updated, would have things like um, the ladies that are pregnant, which is constant (laughs) work update, Uh, and just ongoing prayers sometimes. Health issues. Health issues. They might be, uh, there's like some that are ongoing and some that might be for a period of time. Somebody has a particular thing that they're going to the hospital right now and um, different things like that. Um, Then we also started creating a printable monthly prayer calendar with one short specific thing to pray for each weekday. And I love those and they're beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Then we also uh, normally run a ministry called 1010, which we're just getting started again as we have uh, Sunday schools starting up again. Um, Most of my time we didn't actually have it. um, Oh, right, because (laughs) because we we didn't have Sunday schools for a while. um, but what would happen is there'd be a leader for each week and any woman was welcome to join us. We had a particular room at church and believe it or not, at 1010 between services, yes. we would go um, and pray and there'd be a system of rotating topics for each sure. each week um, and pray um, together between services. So. And that's a really good, um, very simple thing. And yeah. it was, a, I'm sure there was prep on the end of people organizing like the schedule mm-hmm. of who's praying or maybe what you're praying for. Yeah. But for me, I would come to those and just show up yeah. and I could pray. And that was right. really a blessing to be able to just do that. <clears throat> yeah. And sometimes we would have like a couple of people sign up to make sure that there was somebody with yes. the leader praying. But you could plan on going and then, oh, this show came, yeah. you know, you had a guest or something and you couldn't go. Right. You got talking for a minute. Right. Yes. Sometimes you just like, hey, come pray with me and ha- just pull people in. So Absolutely. it didn't require any prep for them. Yeah. Actually, um, I get something in the mail monthly, which is a list of maybe 10 or 12 women at mm-hmm. church. Um, how does that work? Well, I have a, a woman who faithfully organizes praying for all the women in the church. Um, there's a group of women who have committed to pray for this, elders, wives, and other leaders. And so she'll go through and send a list Yes. to each of those and then the yeah. next next month she'll switch who's praying for yeah who and and boy is that an encouragement to me first mm-hmm. off i i sometimes i will i always pray for those women that month but sometimes i will pray for them and send them a note yeah sometimes i will pray and send them a text sometimes i'll just pray for them sometimes i'll pray a whole bunch for somebody because they're on my mind and sometimes i will just faithfully pray for them once or twice throughout that month or when it comes to my brain, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. It's not like every day you have to pray for yeah. 15 minutes per person. It's not overwhelming. It's something I can do, yeah. which I think is great. Okay. So, 
Um, let's start talking about prayer specifically um, with the question, what actually is prayer? I always ask on this podcast every single episode on every single topic, <laughs> what does the Bible say? So what's prayer, Jeanette, and what does the Bible actually say about prayer? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says a lot about prayer. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, one passage is what we commonly call the Lord's Prayer. And it's a, Jesus tells his disciples to pray in this manner. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed mm. be thy name. That's probably the only passage I know in the King James yes. besides Psalm 23. Yes. And even though we say it every week at church in a different version, oh. it comes back to me. Yeah, there's a... There's <laughs> a uh, a benefit to memorizing something. Yes, it, it, it sticks. Yeah. yeah, But we can see from the address that Jesus tells us to use that prayer is a relationship. Yeah. We're talking to our father. It's like a child talking to his father. It it actually is a child talking to his father. Yeah. So prayer is praising God, petitioning God, thanking God. It's just talking to our father. It's confessing our sin to him, asking for his help seeking his face, submitting our desires to him. Yeah, and so, you know, that's a really good analogy about the father because we would just talk with our earthly fathers, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe you don't have an actual father, maybe, you know, that you're connected with. Maybe it's just an older person that you love. It's just a communication. Mm-hmm. The difference is obviously that God the Father is holy and perfect, right? right. And so there's a benefit in thinking about it like that. Yeah. It's just a conversation yeah. that we can have, which it I love. It helps us understand because we just you just think about someone that, you have a close relationship with and yeah. why you might talk to them. Yeah. You, you know, it's really just yeah. a name for talking with God. Is, Absolutely. That's what is. And that leads me to the next question. Why should a Christian actually pray? Mm-hmm. What does our prayer do? Mm-hmm. Or does it do anything? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a simple answer to why we should pray and there's a harder answer. Okay, I love these. This is, <laughs> this is good. First, we should pray because God calls us to pray. Yeah. It even says pray without ceasing, which is where we get the name for our prayer yes. ministry. Um, but why does God call us to pray? That's a good question. Yes. Uh, God is sovereign and he has ordained our lives from before the foundation of the earth. So... That may seem, make prayer seem kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, and yet it's clear from Scripture that he listens to our prayers and answers them. And that's a tension that we have to embrace. Yeah. And the Bible talks about sometimes there are things we just, they're mysteries. We mm-hmm. just will not understand it. Mm-hmm. We just do it. Right. Right. And as John Piper says, it's because God is sovereign that prayer makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we would have no hope that our prayers would make any difference. It, if God wasn't sovereign, there wouldn't be much point in praying. That's right. Yes. Um, so, and then in James 5, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. And Second Chronicles 7:14 says, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, mm. then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So we pray because God calls us to, and he does hear and answer our prayers. Um, And then very practically, 
Philippians chapter 4 Ooh, says... My favorite chapter in the whole <laughs> Bible, okay? It comes up often because it's just so great. Yeah. Uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God will guard your hearts mm. and your minds in Christ Jesus. And this really explains some of, a lot of what prayer is. Yeah. It's, it's thanking God. It's presenting our requests to God. Yeah. It's submitting our hearts to God. Um... And receiving peace. Yes. So prayer prayer changes us. It convicts us. It shows us God's work. Increases our love for him and for others. Yeah. And it gives us peace. It helps us to know him better. Yeah. I I um I love the idea that we can have, like you said earlier, that conversation mm-hmm. because there are a lot of uh good written prayers that I wouldn't say we should throw out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes someone wrote a prayer down in a book and we can read it and it actually blesses us. And mm-hmm. and then sometimes we can just talk. I can mm-hmm. think of many times, most of the time my prayers are just me talking to God, right? And so I love that you've just combined all those things in Philippians chapter four. And mm-hmm. of course that's my favorite <laughs> chapter in the whole Bible, but it is really good. It's good to think about all those yeah. aspects. It's not just us saying, here's all the things I need, God. It's praising God for who he is. And it's oftentimes maybe just being quiet mm-hmm. with God um, and f- ex- feeling that peace that we get from knowing we've just laid things at his feet and we don't have to worry about him anymore. Right. So that's good. Okay, let's kind of switch gears, Jeanette, um, and talk a little bit about the how, I put air quotes on that, <laughs> the how of prayer, okay? How do we actually pray? And, and do you follow certain prayers or systems or some kind of organizational tool mm-hmm. that we could just take and do? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the hard part usually, yeah. just doing it. Um, there are many different ways of doing it, and you don't have to do it the same as someone else, but you do need to pick something. Um, and then you don't have to pick something for the rest of your life, right? but you do need to pick something for right now. Right, like you might have seasons where something yeah. works, and then another season it doesn't. Right. And something that has kept me from prayer in the past is not knowing what system to use. I wanted to find like the perfect system yes. that would work perfectly and uh, pro- and probably for the rest of my life. And I couldn't, so I didn't pray. Ah. So you just need to figure out something and do it. And then you can tweak it and make it work better. But something that isn't working at all can't get better. That's you very have good. to just start. Yes, that's a very, very good point. Like doing something is a good way. It's just like when we, oh, we talked about housekeeping. <laughs> yes. It's just like when we begin mm-hmm. keeping house, when we're maybe f- have our own home for the first time, mm-hmm. we we don't learn all the ways to get things mm-hmm. clean for a while, but we might yeah. start with something and then change our system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really good point. Right. Okay. What yeah. else could be helpful? Um, accountability is really helpful. Um, mm-hmm. Attending Bible studies or small groups where you pray can help you get more comfortable in prayer if you mm-hmm. aren't comfortable praying with others. Um, I meet with a friend once a week to pray, and that helps me to be more mindful of prayer even throughout the week. Uh, Usually we meet on Tuesdays, but sometimes it's Thursdays, and sometimes it's in person, and sometimes it's a phone call. Sure. Whatever systems you use, being flexible on them when necessary can help be more consistent. But if we just said once a week and we didn't pick a normal day, we would never make it happen. Right. You'd get through to the next Mm -hmm. Sunday and go, oh, yeah, we didn't do that this week. Right. (laughs) Right. So having that trigger, oh, it's Tuesday. We should figure out, you know, how we're going to pray. pray. That's really helpful. Um, You need a system, but you also need to be flexible in it. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, personally, I find writing really helpful in prayer. In the mornings, I start my day out by writing a prayer. If it's been 15 minutes and I've only written two sentences, then it's very obvious that I've been unfocused or falling asleep, <laughs> uh, which may not have been obvious if I was just thinking it in my mind. Sure. Um, and it forces me to use specific words and not just think general, I hope the day goes well sure. sort of thoughts. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I found that I'll do Bible study at other times of the day, but I'm less likely to pray. So starting with it has helped me be more consistent. Although I have been working on being more faithful and praying in the afternoon and things. Um, I've also started a habit tracker in my bullet journal. Oh, yeah. uh, And put prayer on that. And so if I'm faithful in checking that off, it becomes real obvious if I haven't been praying for several days in a row. Yeah. Yeah, you're not using your pen ink. So <laughs> right. you run out of pen ink, you're like, yay, I've done it. So yes. Yeah, that's good. Those are good uh suggestions. I, I love the one about writing. I had a friend mm-hmm. who would who would type her prayers out mm-hmm. like on a Google Doc and she just had like an endless Google Doc. And she also could go back then and see mm-hmm. where she prayed for things and how God worked, yeah. which is also good. Yeah. And maybe writing isn't your thing, but maybe you need to find a place where you can speak aloud. Yep. That's how um, I am. I'm a, I'm a talker. So we, um, it's really awkward if I'm praying and I, I feel like I need to have a room that's closed. Yeah. And so, but my kids can be outside of my door and hear me talking and being like, who's she talking <laughs> to? Is she on the phone? So uh-huh. it, they've learned it's, she's just praying because I, I have to pray out loud. Mm-hmm. I just can't. If I pray in my brain, I do at times pray in my brain, but if I pray in my brain, I get sidetracked. But if I pray yeah. out loud, I stay focused. Mm-hmm. So it's perhaps mm-hmm. the same thing as, as yeah. writing. So Right. And I find that if I just am thinking, I can kind of just almost like feel a prayer, which is not necessarily bad, but it it's not specific. Right. And it can just be like a very... Like it's too lackluster. General. It's yeah. just you're not really, you know, yeah. having those specific, specific words. It's good. Yeah. It's like if you're sitting with someone and you're kind of like trying to communicate without words. Yeah, yeah. You kind of yeah. can, but not really. It's not no. going to work well. Specific is good. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. else? Uh, triggers are helpful. Uh, like if I'm taking a shower or driving or washing the dishes, I can, if I pick one of those that I'm like, I'm going to pray when this happens. Um, I also, I put my printed monthly prayer calendar on the refrigerator Mm. so I can pray it while I'm cooking dinner. That's a good idea. Because it's just a a quick one. I can just see it and I can do that while I'm Yep. That's a good one. That's a great idea. I uh, recently listened to uh, Diane Wall's breakout session from our Regarding Him conference this past spring uh, on the discipline of prayer. Oh, yeah. And we will be putting those on the podcast. But you can go to regardinghim.com if you want to listen to any of those breakout Mm -hmm. sessions anytime. They're free. Yes. So if you'd like to look more into this topic, that'd be a a great place to go. Uh, One thing that I've taken from her is the idea of setting a timer for five minutes and praying for that time. Mm, That's good. That's been really helpful. If I have prayed concentrating for five minutes, then it's often easier to go on and continue praying. Right. And for those five minutes, I'm not praying for a particular list. I'm just praying whatever's on my heart, whatever I'm thinking about. And that's really helped to get into a prayerful mood where... I'm, I'm not just, uh, listing things off. Sure. I'm actually thinking and thinking about God and thinking, caring about what's going on. Not yep. just like, I got to 
pray for this person. Right. This is what they asked for. Right. Going through a list real quick. Right. Mm-hmm. Being able to actually process it. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Do you have any new, so it sounds like you've got some good things from the past that you've done, but mm-hmm. are you, um, are you good and set or do you have anything <laughs> exciting? No. That you well, right now I'm really change. excited. I'm trying, uh, I'm, my, I'm getting a small notebook that I can carry around with okay. refillable pages. And what I'm going to do is have a page for each person or topic Mm -hmm. uh, rather than what I've done in the past is I have a notebook for prayer and then each small group or whatever, I have have a list list and I write each person's name. So I'm going to have a page for each person and so I can add to it each week and I can flip through each page as I pray. So here I'm looking at Julie Van Warmer and this is what she's prayed and I can see her prayers from the past months and I can pray for her. So I'm thinking about, and I think that will help me to pray more for the person and not just that specific thing they yes. ask for. And I can easily add a page if I fill up one for my sure. husband. And I'm like, well, he needs more space. <laughs> I can add a page. Multiple pages, I'm sure. <laughs> or if I take one out, I'm yeah. like, okay, I'm this, you know, I don't need to pray for this anymore. That event has passed. Yep. I can yep. take it out. Um, I might do some color coordinating too. Like all these blue pages are oh. ones that I'm praying for every day. I'm yep. going to go through those, but the yellow pages I'm going to go through. And when I'm done the next day, I'll just pick up yeah. where I left off. Yeah. You're getting a little nerdy on me, <laughs> but, but I have to say, I like it. I, I'm a nerd deep in, down inside. I love color coordinating and pens and notebooks. Yes. So, you know, that's interesting. One of the things I've done for years and I have, um, I'm I'm not perfect at it, but I have a, like a bullet journal that I Mm -hmm. use every day and I have a page, um, for each of my family members and I have lots of prayers on there that I've written down. And then I take everybody else in my life. I'm overwhelmed to pray for everybody every day. Mm -hmm. So I divide all of them up based on the days of the week. So every Monday, because I know at our church, our pastors are off that day. That's their Mm -hmm. day off. So that's my day to pray for them. Mm -hmm. And sure, throughout the rest of the week, I might think about praying. Something comes to my mind. I pray for one of them. Of course, I'm not going to go, no, it's not Monday. (laughs) You have to wait till next week. (laughs) You have to wait till next week. But that's the day that I'm more methodical, maybe, or specific about their prayer. But my family, I pray for every day. And I have learned to just put their initials on a sticky note in different places so that I'm remembering to pray for them. So I'll put just the initials. So I have B J A R. I have to add a couple extras in there now, but I'll put them up there. And I just, that helps me remember, okay, now I can start. I always know what to pray for, for my kids and family, but that just is a little sticky. I put it in my car or I might put it over my sink. And that just is another trigger, as you Mm -hmm. said, to help remember that. Mm-hmm. There's also a really good app called Echo. Mm-hmm. And Echo is similar to what you do where you can, I, I've made pages for each family member. Uh-huh. I've made pages for each day of the week. So when I'm away from home and I don't have my bullet journal because I don't carry it with me everywhere, I always have my phone. And I can just whip through those pages and uh, I have them right there when I want to. So mm-hmm. I think part of it for me, I always have those good things with me. I just need to do it. Yeah. And it's really easy right. to find something else that I want to do. Yeah. Um, I also will say sometimes we go through crazy times. Like I actually, this past year just moved and I felt like a tornado hit me. <laughs> I mean, it was like three months before, three, four months after, before I really finally felt like everything was comfortable and adjusted. Yeah. And you know what? I was not diligent during those times of praying, but I did pray. I will say this. I did pray when things came to my mind and I decided, okay, I'm not going to stress right now about this 
40 minutes in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray when God brings it to my mind. And I had lots of packing. So when I would be packing, I would try to remember to pray for my family or for whoever. And so it wasn't quite as Mm -hmm. organized, but that's okay. I know a lot of people have, well, like while they're folding clothes. Yes. Like you picked up your son's pants, you pray Pray for your son while you're folding his pants, whatever. Yeah. I got to watch my youngest son though, because if I did that, he didn't have a whole lot of clothes in the laundry (laughs) each week. I'm I'm like, did you actually change your underwear this week? Because I think there's three in the basket. Okay. So I need to pray you get more clothes in here. (laughs) Yeah. That you change your underwear more often. I just blew him out of the water here on this podcast, but that's all right. Well, you tell him maybe he'll start changing his clothes multiple times a day. He needs more prayer. (laughs) That's right. Okay. So have you ever um, prayed scripture, you know, like used a, a verse mm-hmm. from the Bible? And how does, how does that work for you? And why would you do that? Why would we pray scripture? Yeah, I've really found that to be helpful. Um, after time, if you've been memorizing God's word and praying and reading scripture, you will find yourself naturally using the words of scripture just generally when you pray. But I also enjoy taking a scripture and praying through it. Um, pairing this with writing can be helpful. Mm. Um, I remember some times in my life where I was really struggling emotionally and with decisions I had to make. And I even prayed through like really different passages of scripture, like the story of Abraham, like Mm. narratives. And um, I think those times have been where I've really felt closest to God is Mm. when I've prayed through scriptures. That's super cool. That's interesting that you would pick the story of Abraham. It was really striking that as I was going through how God, it felt like God was really talking. It really felt more like a conversation. Yeah. It was very interesting. Okay, cool. One passage uh, that is really great is First Chronicles 29, 10 through 19. It's David praying as he dedicates all the things that they've gathered to prepare for building the temple. And the words are just beautiful. And seeing him praise God in that way is helpful. And it's for this specific situation. So it helps you think about like how you could pray about something mm-hmm. specific in your life. Yeah. I memorized that with my dad. And it's a really a great pattern oh, for prayer. I love your dad. <laughs> he is so, um, so kind. And I'm always encouraged by his love for God's word and his love for words also. Mm -hmm. He loves words in general, (laughs) but loving God's word is good. And I I think it's a great lesson to us as parents, like memorizing when we're working on memorizing scripture with our Mm -hmm. kids, that can come back down the road and be used in a prayer. We can even use it in prayer. Mm -hmm. Um, I I do know that a couple of years ago, I think it was 2018, I felt compelled to pray for my kids for that year, a specific verse. Mm -hmm. So I had a specific thing I was working, I was praying for them and I found a verse that would fit with those particular topics. And um, I prayed that. In fact, I told them what it was, which was interesting because they all, I mean, they all appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And and it brought up some good conversations because not always were the prayers real positive. You know, like yeah. sometimes I was praying when I saw things in their life that I wanted to see them grow in, but it was a really good thing to do. Um, I also think I memorized those verses that year yeah, because I was sure praying them. So, yeah. Yeah. Memorizing is, is a great way of, of using scripture and prayer because you internalize the words in a different way and praying through something that you're memorizing is also a great way. It helps you remember it. Yes. Uh, A really great passage to use is Psalm Mm. one. Love it. I can go through that and pray for anyone, you know, 
Uh, for example, I might pray for my son that he would not be tempted to listen to ungodly counsel, that he would not be enticed by the ways of the wicked, and that he would not hang out with scoffers. Yeah, we could pray that every day. I don't mean for your son, but I mean for any of us. Yeah, kids. right. And then it might bring up particular instances to pray for. You might get really specific. Like I might say, give Jed delight in your word and may it give him wisdom yep. when he's speaking with his friends after church. Yep. Yep. And my kids are um, a little older than yours and in public school. Mm-hmm. And that is a good verse to pray that they would not listen to the ungodly counsel. Because mm-hmm. that's where that's what they're, they're feeling at school is getting wisdom from everybody around yeah. them, which is not wisdom. So that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the great things about praying God's word. We can have confidence in what we pray. And it also helps us to have more variety and to be more specific, which is always good. Yeah, that is good. Sometimes it can be overwhelming to, you know, like you might look at the Bible and think there's just so much I could pray. I really like this author. Her name is Jody Burnt, B-E-R-N-D-T. We'll have this in our show notes. And she has some books called Praying Scripture for Your Son, Praying Scripture for Your mm-hmm. Daughter, Praying Scripture for Your Spouse. Um, she's got a whole bunch of them. And really, they're just prayers. But instead of, she's written them, so they're scripture, but she's left out blanks so you can put the child's name or the person's name in it as you pray. Mm-hmm. And I have appreciated that because it she has them segmented out based on topics. So she might have praying for your teenage son. She might have one section on purity and then you can go in and find if you're, if you're seeing that's a need to pray for it, you can go in and find a verse that helps you and fits. So they're very helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, that's really good. Good to have ideas of things to do. Okay. So I know that you have, um, a lot of little munchkins running (laughs) around your house. So how do you find time to pray? We have a lot of listeners who are listening today from lots of different seasons of life. So, you know, some of them are like you. They have little mm-hmm. kids. Some are college students. Some might be someone who is, um, you know, a retired person who doesn't, has a different schedule, you know, or maybe a full-time working woman. And so how can we find time to pray? Mm-hmm. So Erica Simpson, whom you've had on the podcast before, she tells this story about a lady in a nursing home who complained about how she didn't have enough time to read God's word. And Erica realized she was never going to have time to read God's Word. The lady in the nursing home doesn't have time. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And so she was talking about reading God's Word, but I've thought a lot about this in relation to prayer. I want to be a woman of prayer when I'm old, but somehow I think that something magical is going to happen and and then I'm going to change, even though that's not what I'm doing now. So I've realized that I need to make the hard decisions now to change. So that's not saying that there aren't some stages of life that are harder than others to find time, but it's still never going to be like, oh, I have three hours of free time where I can sit here and pray because I have nothing else that I need to do. We're all busy, and we all think that we're busier than we are. Yes, yes, this is true. Well, and we all make priorities. We have priorities, Mm -hmm. and we make some things a priority, and so we need to make prayer a priority, too. Right. When I was in college, I would pray while I was waiting between classes, maybe when I was walking between classes, so that you can do even if you're late. And you're running to your right. next class. That's you right. Can still pray. Just a quick prayer. <laughs> right, but you get there. Uh huh. I had a spot where I could see my ride coming, and I would sit there and pray while I waited. We all have little times in between things, yep. even busy moms or working moms, and it's easy to fill those things uh, with 
electronics. Absolutely. Um, but if every time you took your phone out, you put it away and prayed instead or pulled up Echo. Yeah. Uh, then how much time would you be spending in prayer? That's a very, very practical advice right there. Good piece of advice. <laughs> Just something we can do like right now. Like right. the next time. Okay, wait. Finish listening to the podcast first. <laughs> but then... Next time you are ready to pull your phone out, pray mm -hmm. first. Even start to pray yeah. and say, then I'll go check yeah. my other things I need well, to. Sometimes I will uh, listen to a podcast while I'm cleaning or something. Yeah. And sometimes I think, I should stop listening to something. And I should you just should pray. pray while I'm washing the yep. dishes. Yep. I would definitely floor. say that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as a mom, you need to eat. And you need to put your kids to bed. And you need to teach them to pray. Yeah. So those things are great to combine. Oh, but yeah, all together. When I put the kids to bed, I ask them what they would like to pray for. And if they don't have ideas, I'll give them some prompts. I'll tell them about situations that I want to pray for. And they're great at remembering and bringing them back up. Mm. They help me remember to follow up because they don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> They'll right. be like, hey, it's, it's like right. I want to pray for this person. And I'll be like, oh, I guess I didn't tell you. They're actually right. you know, doing Helping well. Like, right. yeah. Whatever the situation was. And prayer at mealtime doesn't have to be just... God bless this food. And yeah. I think we can kind of discount that time of prayer with our kids, but that's actually, you know, yeah. we can be actually praying yeah. and during that time. And doesn't it's, it, it's still significant, even if we're praying with two-year-olds. Yeah. I actually have a woman that I know, and um, uh, she committed to praying at dinner time with her family for one person. And that was just what they did. This person was going through some medical issues and she shared this with me just in passing, not in a way that mm -hmm. was like prideful, but I thought it was really impressive that she took the time every single dinner time to pray. Mm -hmm. Cause I thought I'm not praying that much for that person and I should be praying more. And so this is really good, mm -hmm. you know, to see this layout. So that's yeah. good. And if you're struggling with discipline, sharing things with your kids is helpful because they remember. Yes, they do. And yes. They bring it up. It, we, we pray on the way to church. And when we get to a certain point on the road, the kids will be like, we have to pray. We have to pray. Right. Or right. They don't forget. Yes. Uh, even when it's not Sunday, if we're passing that part sometimes they'll be like hey we should pray like well we're just going for whatever but right <laughs> sure, we exactly can we can right uh, and and that's another idea is all of us can pray when we're driving in the car uh, that might involve training your children to be quiet during that time yes uh, <laughs> our pastor did a lot of carpooling at one point and that might seem like a difficult time to pray especially with older kids who want to talk but he used that time by praying with them and so that's something you can do even if the children are not your own. Absolutely. Uh, one difficult thing that has been really essential for me in praying is to wake up half an hour before my kids do. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> when I do this, I pray. When I don't, it often doesn't yep. happen. Even if that means that I need a nap in the afternoon, it's worth it. Yeah. And honestly, 15, 30 minutes less sleep doesn't make that much yeah. difference. <laughs> Unless you're constantly up at night, in which point, pray then. Right, right. Absolutely. I think getting up a little earlier before your family is helpful for a lot mm -hmm. of reasons. That's my favorite time to read my Bible. Mm -hmm. But yes, you are absolutely right. It's an excellent time to mm -hmm. pray. Because you sort of start and get it, I'm not saying get it over with, but you start mm -hmm. your day that way and you can say, yes, I've accomplished something that's a number one priority. Yeah. And unless you have a little kit, so we, I 
I started getting up at like 6.30, but then the kids started getting up uh, at like 6 or 6.30. And so we said, no, you cannot get up until 7. Yep. And so they come and we're like, great, not time to get up, but yeah, go lay down. And that gave me that time. So now they'll just come to the top and say, can I get up? They won't get up until we tell them they can come downstairs. Well, I actually, I did that with my kids too, because I wanted that time. And sometimes you're up in the middle of the night, you know, so Mm -hmm. I wanted that time. So I would just, they had an alarm clock and they saw the the time they could get up and they would just hang out in their room. Mm -hmm. You know, they could read books. They could read their Bible when they were Mm -hmm. old enough to do that. They could hang out. And that helped to get that that time in. And I also know women who do that during nap time when their kids are little. They say the first little bit of nap time is when I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible. And that's Mm. just the way they do it. I think you got to be flexible. Yes. And training kids is really helpful. Now now the kids all just kind of hang up, hang around upstairs. They even go entertain the baby. So if he cries, they'll go and finish praying. They see that as throw stuff in his bed. Right. Keep him busy. Mm Mm-hmm. If you have a working schedule, scheduling prayer might be more natural for yes. you. Perhaps the day you go into work late, you set aside an hour to pray before you go in. Yeah. Or perhaps you stay at work 15 minutes later and pray at your desk or arrive 15 minutes before someone else. Uh, you look at your schedule and you'll find a way to make it work. A routine is helpful, but it doesn't have to be the same routine every day. It might depend on the day. Maybe sure. some days you really prefer praying in the evenings, but some days you have small groups. So you, that day you pray right. in the morning right. and that day you get up a little earlier than you prefer to most right. days. Right. Right. I like the idea of putting it in your schedule. Cause then even on your calendar, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got a little calendar app on your phone, being able to remind you or a reminder that says, did you pray today? Right. Might help you re- trigger that. Right. And if you're home most of the, the day, that can make it difficult. I don't have much of a schedule to order my days by most of the time. And that's where I find the triggers can be helpful. Uh, like like you were saying about nap time, we usually eat at 12 and then the kids go right to bed. Um, but sometimes we're out and sometimes the kids take a long time to eat or something else comes up or the neighbor stops by. So instead of picking a time, I pick a status. Mm, that's a good idea. So when the kids go down for a nap, I go to pray. And even that's flexible. Sometimes I'm too tired and I take a nap with an alarm and then then I pray. And sometimes the kids don't sleep right away and need some discipline before I'm able to focus. Yeah, those are really good points. I like the idea of not having it be so much a time but a status or a specific time in your day that Mm -hmm. that's something, a trigger that you're naturally doing. That's a really good practical suggestion. Yeah, the point is whatever season you're in, prayer is hard. Yeah, it's a fight against our flesh, and there's always a solution. There's no excuse. I yeah. when I don't pray, I realize I could have. I was lazy. I didn't feel like praying. I felt awkward. Whatever the reason, I didn't push through the excuses, and I could have. Yeah, and oftentimes, if I and I think you're probably the same with me. If I do push through those excuses, I'm super blessed when I pray. Mm-hmm. I instead of being worried or frustrated or concerned. I can see God's hand or he reminds me of truths from the Bible or I just feel that inward peace that we talked about in Philippians 4 because I've spent time praying and laying it, my concerns before the Lord and there's a blessing, huge blessing in that. 
Okay, so um, those are really, really practical suggestions, really for anybody who's listening. And, and maybe you have some of your own that you could think about, um, some things you've done. And I would love to hear about those, so email mm-hmm. them to me. I'd love to be able to share them um, throughout our podcast on future um, weeks, just to be able yeah. to say, hey, one of our listeners said this is what they do, because I think it's great. So make sure you shoot me an email. Okay, Jeanette, what about when we struggle to pray? Sometimes we feel like our, you know, our, our prayers are hitting the ceiling, they say, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like maybe we feel like God's not listening. He's not answering my prayer. I don't know why I'm even praying anymore. Mm-hmm. What should we do then? Mm-hmm. Well, when it's just a general struggle, as prayer usually is, unless you're in an emotional high, a helpful thing to remember is, I heard this quote, and it's really been encouraging to me, is pray until you pray. When you Mm. sit down to pray, don't stop until you're really praying. When you feel out of it and you're not focused and you keep praying, bless this person and help that situation and you're not sure it even matters, keep praying. Mm. Start praying through the scriptures. Pray about your prayers. Ask God to help you until you get to break through that feeling. Absolutely. That's That's good to think about, to process through like... There's a part of prayer that's perseverance, right? Yeah. Keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Mm -hmm. But when you're praying for something and it seems like God's not answering you, when you're praying for something that's so heavy on your heart and it makes no sense because it's clearly a good thing that you're praying for, that's hard. Yeah. And it can be really discouraging to continue praying in those situations. And that's when we really have to remember that we are walking by faith and not by sight. We have to remind ourselves that God is good all the time, that his Mm -hmm. ways are not our ways. He works all things to the good of those who love him. That's when I pull out my, um, my, they call them in the Bible, memorial stones. Mm -hmm. In my brain, I have times when I prayed a specific way for something and God didn't answer it like I thought he was Mm -hmm. going to. (laughs) But then years later, I saw how he answered it and I saw how it actually was the perfect answer at the time. I just couldn't see beyond like what was in front of me, right? Right. So I think that's a really good thing to pull out those memorial stones and the truths of what God has already done for you or for other people too. Right. So that's good. We have to be content in his sovereignty. Yes. To know that they're true even if we don't see how. And for some things we never will in this life that fully understand. And I've come to much more peace in God's no, at least not now, answer uh, to those things in several ways. One, like you said, is is seeing God's work in the past. Yes. Uh, so persisting in prayer so that you can then, which is one of the great things about praying, when you've prayed for something, then when you see the answer, oh. you notice it a lot more. Yes. Uh, so praying for things so that you can see God's answer and remembering those things, telling other people about them so that you remember them. Which is why Bible study, small group accountability Mm -hmm. is good because you also bless others when you say, here's how God answered my prayer this week. Right. Look at what he did. And then you can hear the testimony of others. Yes. Um, Ask someone who's been persistent in prayer through difficulty, how they persevere, ask them to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And those things have been really helpful to me when, um, when it's really hard yeah. to pray for something. And also uh, reading God's word and believing it. Mm-hmm. Saying, you know, knowing those scriptures that his ways are not our ways, that he will, that he does good for us, that yeah. he loves us. And 
knowing that he he knows that we're but dust like remembering that that we we don't understand all yes. these things but that I, is still trustworthy and i i love um this year at christ the word we have been our church that we both attend we have been studying the psalms mm-hmm. and and the psalms is full of prayers like mm-hmm. that where you can see the psalmist no matter who it is praying some pretty challenging kind of prayers like yeah Prayers where they're like, where are you, God? You know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And just to be able to read those are helpful, too, when you're going through um, something like right. that. The examples of scripture, um, prayers in scripture are great right. to us. Uh, hey, do you remember when we were in a Bible study together at your house with this dear old lady, Sally mm-hmm. Beckman was her name. Um, she was probably at the time, in I don't know. 88, 90, Mm -hmm. something like that. And she was super physically frail. I remember I picked her up to bring her and it was Mm -hmm. hard to get her in the car. And we, you know, her Bible was like torn and, you know, battered and it had been around a while. Just like the one time you couldn't find, she didn't answer. And we thought, what happened? She was sleeping. Yes, she was. And she's like, oh, I forgot. It's a Bible study. And she grabbed her Bible and came, you know. Um, But you know what? Spiritually, I think she would, was like a rock star. Mm -hmm. She really just loved God. And she had so many good comments that, that year as we studied, I don't even remember what we studied, but I know we one time got on the topic of prayer. And I remember that I, I think I asked her like, or one of us, I don't know if it was me, somebody asked her, you know, how did you consistently pray? Mm-hmm. And her response to us was, you must be upon it. And I remember that, that stuck in my brain, like, mm-hmm. like just what you're saying all throughout this, this episode is you just do it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that study fondly, <laughs> particularly that yeah. day. I still have the bookmark that you made oh, yes. with <laughs> just be upon it written yeah. on it. Yeah. Because I love my laminator and I'm a <laughs> yes. nerd at heart. And so I have to laminate things, but I made laminated cards then that had that on it. And I had mine forever stuck up on my bulletin board mm-hmm. because it was really a reminder to me that I needed to be praying. Mm-hmm. If this, that was really good advice from her. So, okay. So that actually brings me to my final real question for you is if, um, if you had to give one piece of advice to our listeners what would that piece of advice be oh i don't know if i can pick one okay you can have a couple <laughs> you can give us a couple uh when i was first interested in prayer i read a lot about it and that was helpful yeah um i highly recommend a call to spiritual reformation by d.a carson i think that's where i got the um pray until you pray i think it was in cool that. Uh, with a caveat that I've never read all the way through the Uh-oh, whole thing. Is it like a two-inch thick book or something? It's not even that big, actually. It's just very... Um, Thought-provoking. It's very dense. It's yeah. like the beginning he goes through a description of his prayer system. And he's talking about urging to pray. So it's really not a big book. Okay. But, okay. But it's one that I've reread the beginning yeah. and then just never got through the whole okay. thing. Okay. Well, that's okay. We can do that in books. That's so. all right. Uh, that part I've read has been helpful. Also, J.C. Ryle's short little pamphlet, yes. A Call to Prayer. That's a good one. Uh, you can find that on a PDF online yep. for free. And if that doesn't convict you that you need to be praying, I don't know what will. Yeah, it's a really good prayer, a good book, definitely. And one that you could read again. Yeah. Like oh, even if sure. you've read yeah. it once, you could go, well, I'm struggling in this. I'm going to go you back and read it. You could read it every year, every month probably. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think you're right. Um, also, praying with others is so helpful. Find yeah. a prayer partner, start a group of prayer, get involved in a prayer group at your school or church, or just text a friend every day to yeah. say, hey, have you prayed today? Uh, accountability is so helpful. Yeah, that is a really practical thing. And there's probably lots of, I mean, Jeanette, you and I are sitting here and we've struggled with prayer 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of women who are listening do. So mm-hmm. getting someone to walk alongside of you in it is actually just going to only benefit you both. Right, right. Yep. Oh, and I should mention that if your be- husband is a believer, pray with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle, but struggle with it until you're successful. Yeah, that's, that's good. so helpful. Um, also, read biographies. Read about George Mueller. Most missionary stories have some aspect of prayer that you can be encouraged by, but definitely read George Mueller. I'm sad how many people don't know who George yeah. Mueller is. He's amazing. Um, if you want to be convicted about prayer, yeah. read a biography. And, and there are many biographies that are even set up. If you have kids, you can read out loud to yeah. them. And then, I mean, they're, they're intended for kids, so they, their language is a little bit more simple maybe, mm-hmm. but you still can read them out loud and gain a ton from them. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to reading a harder book out loud. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's good. Yeah. You can, you can, depending on the kind age of, of your kids, right? And... Tie in two things. Mm-hmm. You can read out loud and read something that's blessing you, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, if you don't want to get a whole book, read prayer quotes. Yeah. I, I was looking for prayer quotes at one time, and it was, there's some amazing, like Luther saying he had so much to do, he couldn't possibly get it all done unless he sent three hours of prayer. I believe yeah. it was Luther. Yeah. If you think you're busy, just meditate on that. Yes. Well, <laughs> Three there, hours. <laughs> and the truth that's caught in there that he's going to go to God first before he tries to get all the other stuff done. Yeah. Knowing God will help him. That's good. Yeah. If I had to pick one thing, it might be just don't give up. Hmm. Like in the past several months, I've been trying to do better at praying and I failed so often. And I'm trying to make a habit of praying while my kids are in bed. And sometimes I pray a little mm. bit. And sometimes I don't pray at all. And what you have to do is rejoice in every step forward you take. Yeah. And get up and try again. Don't start by praying three hours a day if you've never prayed for one. That's a good point. You know, Make specific goals but achievable ones. Ask God to forgive you when you fall. And then move on. Keep track of your growth and don't focus on your failure. Yeah, that's just like when you're when you're doing a diet. Mm-hmm. They always say like if you're gonna <clears throat> if you overdo it and you eat three donuts, mm-hmm. you know, which is probably not the most healthy thing. Don't go. Oh, the whole day's a wash. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna eat whatever I want for the rest of the day. Um, instead, start over like right then. Yeah. You know, and so that's the same with prayer. If you if you have a, a moment like you didn't pray in the morning, just it's ten thirty. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm gonna pray right now. At least. Mm-hmm. You know, start where you're at. I think that's really good. And and I think that is a really good thing. Don't give up. Yeah. It's a good piece of advice. Hey, I am so glad that you came on the podcast today. It's been really good talking about prayer. It's actually very motivating. I I, I need to work harder on this. And um, I I love uh, some of the things you've shared today. And I I just really like the concepts of just keep going. Just keep doing it. I think that's important. And not so much. I like systems. I like colored, you know, highlighters and notebooks, but sometimes it's just a matter of doing it and we get caught up in all that. So it's good to just say, I'm just going to pray. So when you're done with the podcast today, I I think we should pray, right? Uh, Probably anyone who's listening should pause and, and spend some time praying. That'd be a good application right now. So Mm -hmm. now if you're in your car, you can still pray, (laughs) but don't close your eyes. Okay. (laughs) Right. We don't want any accidents. So, right. Jeanette, would you pray for us and our listeners today? Yes, I would love to. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is that we can come to you, our holy God, and pray in expectation that you accept our prayers is amazing beyond comprehension. Mm. And yet, Father, we are so weak and sinful and prideful, we don't think that we need you, and we we neglect this gift that you've given us. Mm. 
Grow us in prayer, Father. Help us to see our need for prayer and to delight in it. May we all be known as women of prayer, and may you do great things through our prayers of faith. Amen. Help us to pray without ceasing. Give us the discipline and the delight in you that we need to be faithful. Remind us to pray. Thank you for hearing us. In your son's precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, next week, um, you're going to want to join us for a personal story about how a father pursued his daughter until he won her heart. So this is more of a testimony end, but a really good uh, recorded talk that we're going to share with you then. And don't forget to listen to our book chats that are happening each week. They're dropping the same day as uh, this podcast. So they're kind of like our little mini episodes um, on the book, How to Be Free from Bitterness, because we discussed that that book's a pretty powerful book. So we're reading a chapter a week and we're going to discuss it. And it's Erica Simpson and myself talking about it. So join us for that too. Remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God. Until next time.